No success in the world can compensate for failure in the home. That's why Club Wealth was founded, to help driven, successful, and busy real estate agents like you double their business while building a strong, balanced home life. Join us each week as high-producing agents and team leaders share their stories and unpack the principles and systems they've used to double, triple, and even quadruple their business while enjoying greater quality of life. And now, here's the latest episode of Club Wealth TV. Hey everybody, it's Michael Hellickson with Club Wealth Coaching and Consulting. I am super, super excited today. Let me tell you something. For those of you that are in a new market, for those of you that are thinking about going into a new market, for those of you that are looking for creative to grow. Oh, you got to mute out. Yeah, Ken, you're going to have to mute out Facebook. You're going to want to uh, literally. I did. Yeah, I'm done. Perfect. There you go. But for those of you that are looking to grow big, grow just a little bit or whatever, you need to hear what Ken Posick has to say today. So Ken is a freaking rock star. This guy went from zero to $40 million in volume. Now, we normally don't talk about volume. We'll talk about what that is in commission in a moment. But just know he went from zero to $40 million in volume in two years in a brand new market. So I'm super stoked to have him with us on Club Wealth TV today. Uh, and before we uh, open up the mic for Ken to start talking about how he did that and all that good stuff, I want to make sure that you remember that uh, my name is Michael Hillickson with Club Wealth Coaching and Consulting. We are a coaching and consulting company that literally gives you all the systems, tools, and everything you need to take your business from where you are today to wherever it is you want to go. Uh, and it, your coach at Club Wealth is always somebody who has outproduced you. We literally have coaches at Club Wealth that have done hundreds and even over a thousand transactions a year. So one of those amazing coaches is Mr. Brian Curtis. I don't know if he's below me on your screen or beside me or wherever, but let me just tell you, Brian Curtis is the freaking man. You want to talk about a guy that understands systems in real estate, somebody that understands marketing in real estate, somebody that has figured out this business at a deep level, it's Brian Curtis. And uh, so, I'm, and he's one of our club wealth coaches. I'm so excited to have him as my co-host. Uh, missing today is Sheree Benjamin. She regrets that she cannot be with us. She's a rock star also. We absolutely love her too. But we're here to talk with Ken Posick about how he went from 40 million, or excuse me, from zero to 40 million in production in two years. Uh, and the last thing I'm going to say before Ken starts uh, is don't forget our sponsor, the people that make this show possible, and that is Wise Hire. We freaking love Wise Hire. They do a great job for us recruiting, whether it's administrative team members, buyers, agents, listening agents. They're fantastic. We love them, and we'll post the link uh, to Wise Hire here in the feed. So during our call today, make sure when you have questions, jump into our live stream here, and it's on the Michael Hoekson's Club Wealth Real Estate Coaching and Consulting page. Go in there, type your questions in, and we'll answer your questions as possible uh, during the show today. So, Ken, without any further ado, tell us about you. What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. Appreciate you. Glad uh, you're here. So, quick story. Uh, so, I originally grew up in Detroit, and uh, I built a team over the past six or seven years uh, up there, up to right, actually, right about where we are here in Orlando, which is about 40 million. Uh, just small, high-functioning team. We were crushing it. And uh, my wife and I decided that um, although Detroit can be awesome in some ways, it didn't have everything that we wanted out of life. And so um, we looked around the country, where it was growing, where it had opportunity. And in 2016, uh, we made the full jump uh, in late 2016. So we've been here for uh, actually just two years last week. 
And, uh, you know, man, we, we struggled really, really hard the first six months. We were trying everything that I, I didn't do in Detroit. I was jumping into radio real quick. I was spending money left and right. I was getting into Zillow. I was getting into all these different things. Uh, like I shared with you, Michael, before the, on the call, it was like it was more an ego play. Like I needed to hurry up and get back doing over a million in GCI as fast as I could. And, um, you know, it, it was terrible. So the first six months, that's what we did. Since then, I went back to what I know and what we're going to talk about today, which is, uh, you know, building a database staying in touch with it, getting into relationship with people. And it's funny, over the past 18 months, we grew uh, a big business really quick. So uh, excited to uh, excited to be here and share. Okay, so there's a couple of things and I'm going to ask Brian, because Brian also is doing the same thing. Like he's, he's jumping from market to market. And I want to make sure that he gets to ask a lot of the questions today, because he's going to be especially in tune with what, you're, what you've gone through recently. Uh, and he's going to probably better even questions than I will. So, but before he does, the one thing I want to be very clear with everybody about right now is the importance of real estate agents building a list of real estate agents. Now, for a lot of real estate agents say, oh, I don't need to have a big list of real estate agents. That's not important to me, blah, 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 blah. Ken, would you agree or disagree with that statement? That's a huge, great statement. Yeah. Big list. Bigger the better. So, okay. So what you mean is you're, you're saying you would agree that you need to build a list of real estate agents if you are a real estate agent. Yeah, absolutely. It's been a, a big pillar of our success here. I mean, I, I knew nobody here, like literally we knew Mickey Mouse. That was pretty much it. And so uh, we, we, we jumped on, you know, the agent relationships that I had built over, over the years with just from all over the country. And, uh, and now we've been very purposeful on building that. And so I think the next place you're going to go, I mean, we, we've got, um, just under 40,000 people in our agent database right now. And um, we're consistently marketing those people. And from that, we're closing two to four agent referrals every single month. Wow. Dude, that's huge. So awesome. All right. So why don't you walk us through that process? I want to know how is it you're building that list and what are you doing with us? This is you guys like, this is huge. Go deep on this, Ken, because you and I had this conversation the other day and it really is a very big deal how you did this. I'm seeing a lot of club wealth members. In fact, I'm seeing a couple of our expansion team members uh, right now. And several of our coaches, you guys need to hear what Ken's about to teach you. I see long donuts on Alex Rivlin, uh, Misty Bruton. Like you guys, seriously, you got to hear what he's about to tell us. So go for it, Ken. Yeah. So when I got here, I had a list of just basically my Facebook friends, right? Which everybody has. If you're a realtor, it seems like we all have two, three, four thousand 4,000 Facebook friends. And the majority of those are realtors, right? And so, um, we started getting, you know, we've all got it. If you're a real estate agent, hey, here's my new listing. You get the email. We have an open house here in uh, in San Diego. And I'm like, I'm in Orlando. Like, why do I care about your open house in San Diego? And so um, I was like, listen, I know I can take this list, grow it really big, but then I have to provide value. I can't just be here's what's going on in Orlando. Here's my team's awesome. That sort of thing. Because realtors just don't care, right? It's whether it's buyers, sellers, realtors, we're all in it for us, unfortunately, right? And so fortunately and unfortunately. So um, so we we brought somebody on the team who was, who was actually just data mining for us. Uh, every time I would go speak at a market center uh, or another different brokerage across the country and kind of teach my database stuff, we would get their contact information and put that into the database to just every single week grow the list as big as possible. And so now, like I said, that lists up, up to about 40,000 people that we've been data mining over the past 18 months. And uh, the goal is to get that to about 100,000 people. Um, 
And so what we do with those folks is I'm just staying consistent in front of them and I'm giving them an item of value every single month, pretty much the same week of every single month. And it's usually a few things. It's uh, here's what we're doing to succeed. Here's something I tried and failed at. Uh, here's a part of my system that I think you could implement very easily and it would change your business. Um, I do a book giveaway from time to time. So, Hey, I just, I read this new book or I revisited this book and it changed my, my whole paradigm. You need to look at it. And, and so the first 10 or 15, 10, five or 10 people is what I usually do. Uh, people to respond to this, will get a free copy, uh, just to get some engagement, right? Again, just not the typical, here's my open house. Here's, you know, here's what I'm doing. Uh, and then, so and we're trying to get deeper and deeper on that, uh, to provide more and more value. That's huge. Brian Fox for questions. It sounds like a great idea. You know, it's interesting. Um, you know, as a, as a former KW agent, I've been to the big KW events and uh, I've seen a lot of people do a lot of really cool stuff there. You know, I saw people with signs saying, come talk to me about refer." You know, you, there's all kinds of crazy things. And obviously that works. And, and I love the fact that you, you didn't necessarily have to. I mean, we, you haven't talked about how you, you built your 40,000 person database, soon to be 100. Um, but, you know, I feel like one of the biggest opportunities that people miss when they go to big events. And I'm assuming you've done some of this at, you know, family reunion, mega camp, other type of things like that, that, you know, they don't bother to meet with the people, you know, I'm, I'm amazed at the number of people, you know, will go to events and even smaller events. I was in an event in San Diego last month and it's amazing how many people just kind of stay in their click of four people or five people. And, and, you know, it's, they're there to have fun and that's great. And there's nothing wrong with having fun, but you know, if you're going to go spend time away from your family, if you're going to go spend, you know, um, resources and money away from your business, because let's face it, your average agent leaves their business for three or four days. And what they're doing is leaving their business because they don't have a system and a model in place. So, you know, I, I always tell people when they go to those events, you know, have, have three goals. You know, I'm not sure what those goals should be specifically. And, you know, oftentimes I'll talk to people about that. But ultimately, if you don't have some goals when you go to those events, you know, you're, you're wasting your time. I'm assuming that's some of the stuff that you built your database on. I guess my question to you is, you know, so you got 40,000 people. I've talked about one way to do it. You know, what's that's not the only way you built that database up. What are some of the things that you've done to do that? Yeah, so I would say uh, 10,000 of those have been just grabbing business cards, teaching at different um, brokerages. You know, when I teach, you know, 40, 50 people show up and grabbing their information. And it's funny. I mean, yeah, I've been to those events, too, where they've got the little sign and I pay 30 percent in Phoenix. And I literally don't even remember the guy's name by the time I pass him. Right. And so uh, it's like, how do I how do I get into their their world and and get their information? Um, I've also hired a VA. I went on Upwork. And I said, hey, listen, I, I, I'm going to strategically target people that are moving to Orlando. So we noticed that some of the biggest trends, just looking at U.S. census data, was I had a lot of people moving from the Northeast, North Carolina, and South Carolina, and then from other parts of Florida. So I said, hey, I'm going to hire this VA. I want you to data mine KellerWilliams.com, Remax.com, whatever, um, from these different areas. I need to get an introduction with these people. And, and that's what it's been. Uh, and so... Um, so I would say about 25% of it is people that I've gotten in front of and the rest of it's been sort of data mining that way. Nice. So when you say data mine, and I, you and I know what that means, Brian, I know you know what that means, but can you just explain, because I have a feeling there's some people that are watching right now that may or may not know what that means and, and yeah. may not so understand the importance of it. 
Yeah. So it's good. You know, so data mining is, I mean, we've heard it most because Facebook lately, right? It's kind of their actions and, and you're following you online. But for us, we're just looking for a town that they're at, their email, their, their mailing address and their name if possible. And so it's a very tedious process, right? Um, uh, I'm also trying to do some more lead magnets now and, and really just not because I'm a coaching speaker, right? It's really just putting out lead magnets on Facebook. Hey, if you want our uh, our top 10 mistakes that buyers uh, or that realtors are making in today's market, drop me a line right here. And then we grab their information, send out the free PDF. But again, I'm just trying to build that list as big as possible. Um, probably the same way you are, right? Building your, you know, building club wealth, right? You're looking at how many agents can I get in front of, put them through some sort of funnel to where you figure out, uh, you know, if they're going to be good or not for your system and then, and then you market to them. So for me, I just happen to be marketing for referrals. And so I'm trying to provide value along the way. And, you know, I, I want people to re- seriously, like, if you really think deep on this, you guys, every single person that's in real estate today should be doing this. Now, my, you've taken it to the next level, Ken, where you've figured out that, you know, people from the Northeast are moving to the Southeast and yada, yada, yada. You've, you've dialed that part in further than probably most agents will. But at the end of the day, you understand the value of the agent community. And I think that's the place that most agents miss it. Not only nationally, but in their local market. I think they forget the importance of those relationships and how you've got to treat these people like clients. And when you do, guess what they do? Oftentimes, they refer you. And some of these people, they're not going to stay in the business forever. Oftentimes, they get out of the business. Well, guess what? When they get out of the business, who are they going to remember? Are they going to remember? And and let me rephrase. They're going to remember two types of people. They're going to remember the jerk that treated them like crap. And they're yeah. going to remember the guys that went the extra mile and brought them value when they didn't have to. That's right. what everybody else they're going to forget. And Brian, Brian, I see you agreeing with that as well. Well, and, and, and let me talk about this real quick. This is a big pet peeve of mine. Um, as as the market's gotten so good in the last couple of years, even you know last four or five years, we see a bunch of new agents. If you're a new agent on there out there, there's a good chance I'm talking to you, and and, and I'm going to scold you, and I apologize if it doesn't apply to you, but. All too often, I see agents, and this is the term they use, representing their client. Okay, so you know when I first got in this business, um, and not not shortly. I mean, I got in in 05. So 05 was I was brand new, so I did okay because just because if you could pound the sign in the yard, you could do okay in 05. Same in 06, and then all of a sudden 07 and 08, 9, 10, 11 comes. You had to actually be good, and it's amazing to me how every agent treated every other agent in 2010. Like, how can I help? How can I do this? What can we do? Because we all were just trying to survive. And 2018 is I'm representing my clients Screw you. And, and, and it's, that's an exaggeration, but ultimately here's the thing, guys, you know, work together. And that's for agents all over the country. People call me, I get calls from people all, all the time and just for different things. And, you know, I talk to these people, you know, great. How can I help? What can we do for you? And, you know, sometimes I'm tired and got other stuff to do. We still have those conversations. Other agents call me, Hey, I want to know about this. What are we doing? Have those conversations, build relationships. Um, Eric on my team said this to me one day, we were having a lead source that we weren't having good success with once we got to the appointment. And I said, Hey, do we just need to stop with this lead source? And he said to me, no, we're just building relationships. And I was like, well, you know, I learned something today from, from somebody who works with me and, you know, everything in our business is a relationship business. And the further we get away from the further we go on the line of all this internet stuff, the further we've got to remember that we're still in a relationship business. Cause here's the thing. If we stop being in a relationship business, we cease to be important at all. I mean, if a computer can open the door, show the house and write the contract, what do they need us for? So 
if we're not going to build relationships with our clients, with our other realtors, our function becomes almost moot. You're totally right about that. Ken, thoughts? Yeah, I mean, that's so that's the other part of our business is just growing a really big database here and just being in a relationship with the agents and the people here. And so, yeah, I agree. There's always the, the it's for us, the relationship's going to be, we look at lifetime value of a client, lifetime value of relationship. And for us, you know, everybody on my team has the same, the same metric, right? It, this isn't turn and burn. And we all know teams and, and agents that are like that, right? They don't care about the long-term thing. And so for us, whether it's an agent refer re, agent relationship, uh, a referral relationship, whatever it is, um, for me, it, it's kept me consistently growing since I've been in the business. So yeah, I think you guys nailed it. That's huge. Okay, so again, guys, what we're saying here is you really need to be building those relationships with people inside the business all over the place. And as soon as she hears the word relationship, Gail Zentek, she's like, I heard that word. I'm all about relationships. And yes, (laughs) I totally agree, Gail. Um, And so you've got to dig deep on those relationships. Now, I'll give you an example of this. You know, there's, there's so many ways to build those relationships and so many ways those can monetize down the road. It may or may not be a referral directly to your real estate business, although it could be. And that's, by the way, that's one of the reasons why we have the Club Health Speaker Squad now, right? So we've taken a lot of our top coaches and the people that really have the most value to give, and we've created a speaker squad. And we're going out of our way to put them in front of as many people as possible for two reasons, right? We want to bring value to the people they're bringing that value to. And we also want to bring value to the, the speaker themselves because now they become the rock star, the celebrity nationally, and they and then people naturally refer them. So there's huge, it's huge value in this for all of them. I, I see Mike Grenier is on right now. He's saying we've had huge success with agent to agent marketing. Uh, and Mike, we can see that it's you. You're on your account now. Um, but uh, agent to agent marketing is a very big deal, you guys. Whether you are a broker or an agent or a team leader or whatever. And you never know what's going to happen down the road. You never know how that relationship is going to come back and pay dividends. But I can tell you this, that you have a lot better chance of long-term success if everywhere you go, you're spreading happiness and joy rather than poison. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. One thing to mention about this too, I get a lot when, I, when I'm going and I'm, I'm traveling, talking to different agents. They're like, well, you're paying a lot for that lead, right? It's, it's 25% acquisition costs, which I, I agree, right? I mean, we're trying to keep our marketing under 10% on, on, a, on, on a lead acquisition uh, basis. And so it is a big deal. But for us, they convert at a really high level. Um, and really looking at that long term value of both the agent relationship and that person, that if I get somebody into my system, we give them five star service, and they refer us now that next deal is a zero based deal, right. And so for us, I think, you know, looking at it from a five, 10, 20 year perspective, instead of a, a right now deal has has created some success really quick for us. So for yeah. That's yeah, it's huge. So be building those relationships. So a couple of things that I heard in terms of how you're doing this, besides the data mining, it's, you know, that's how you're getting people into that list. Um, but what you're doing is you're, if I, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're email marketing to them. Mm-hmm. You're sending out, remind me, is it one email per month? Is that right? It's just one email a month. Yeah. And then the people that respond, I'll add them on Facebook. And then that way I can kind of keep up with them socially. Um, so if I'm giving away a book and I have 140 people respond, uh, then I'm adding them on social as much as I can, whether it's LinkedIn or Facebook, wherever they're at. Okay, and so we'll hold on now. But tell me about that. So are you adding them as a friend on Facebook or are you cre- did you create a Facebook group of all your friends or did you, did you, did you add them to your page? What do you know? I'm just grabbing them on Facebook for, as a friend. Yeah. And just staying, staying in touch with them that way. Okay. Uh, Cause you, you look- have 5,000 there. 
Yeah, I'm only up to I think 2,800 or something like that on Facebook. And so if you if you friend me or follow me on Facebook, I mean I'm always posting stuff about about Orlando. And so that's the other way we brand myself is like, okay, now that you're in our world and you've responded to an email and I've I've connected with you on social, whether it's Instagram or something like that. Uh, and now you're seeing photos of Orlando. You're seeing photos of you know just being social. And then I've got them in a list as well. So I'm trying to keep in touch with them, liking their stuff, engaging with their stuff, the same way we do with our database. So, and it's interesting you say that because I always tell people the same thing. Like when you go to an event or when you're on like a Facebook uh, like this, like right now, like I would love to see like you and, and Brian have your city next to your name, right? And yeah. I tell people this all the time because really like your last name is even moderately as important, but it, like your first name is most important, then your city, then your last name, right? Like that's, yep. and, and nothing else matters, right? If, if that's what people see and they start to associate you with that city, then all of a sudden when they think of that city, they will think of you. Exactly. And that's what we want to have happen. Exactly. Uh, and so now you're giving a book away. And when you give that book away, you say, Hey, the first, you know, whoever responds to me, I'm going to, I'm going to do the first five or the, or everybody that responds, I'm going to draw for five or what are you doing? I've done it both ways. I mean, it's exactly the same response, um, but it's typically the first five. And then, you know, I'm sending those out just because it's easier for me than compiling a huge list and rotating and all that. But um, yeah, so I've given away like the 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership by John Maxwell, Gary Vaynerchuk's crushing it. And when that new book comes out, uh, if I'm listening to a podcast and I've listened, you know, I'm giving away a book that was mentioned, stuff like that. Uh, And so again, it's just like, here's what I'm listening to. Here's what's working and and what's not working. And uh, I can send you a screenshot with those emails look like and hopefully that's helpful that'd be awesome and i think we've got a download too prepared for you so if you guys go to uh clubwealth.com forward slash ken posick uh, again it's clubwealth.com forward slash ken posick you can get a download of a checklist that he's prepared these emails all this stuff that we're talking about here he's got for free in a download there on the site uh awesome. we're going to start by the way you'll start seeing on club wealth tv we're going to do this more often now where we're going to have a landing page for each one of our guests. And we're going to make sure that whatever we're talking about that day, that you can get it for free. You can get the download that goes along with that for free right on our website. So that you can literally just take that, go implement it in your business game over. Right. It's super awesome. Simple. Very cool. Awesome. So talk to us. What's next? Uh, the other, so what's next in terms of uh, where we're getting our business? Yeah. Uh, so us, I, and one of the, the big pillars around our business that we've talked about, was channel accounts. And so what I, what I consider a channel account is somebody that can refer us two plus deals every single year. And so uh, when we're prospecting, when our team and I were all lead generating, we had that in the back of our mind. So that could be like a channel account could be like a builder rep, right? Who's referring us move up buyers and sellers. Um, it could be an attorney, probate, divorce, right? People that need us uh, and need real estate services. And so uh, when we're prospecting, that's kind of the people that we've gone on after. And so it's a very targeted database that we're building with those people. And we go in like a, a good, a really good example that we crushed it with in Detroit was physician recruiters. And so physician recruiters, when they're trying to convince somebody to move to Detroit, which was like hard, right? Uh, <laughs> they're like, hey, my value to them was, hey, listen, if you have this brain surgeon who's coming to uh, Detroit, I'll show them around, convince them that they want to move here. And that it's a great place to live. We do have good schools. It is actually really safe, depending on, you know, regardless of what you've heard on TV and uh, convince them that they want to live here. And so Mr. Physician Recruiter, would that be helpful for you as somebody who's trying to convince this guy to take a job? 
Of course it is, right? And so they're handing those people over. There's no referral fee. We're providing a ton of value and uh, and you're usually buying in really great price points. So again, when we're prospecting, that's a huge part of our database is going after those people. Uh, and we've got some larger channel accounts now that we just most recently landed um, that we're hopefully going to send us two, three, four deals a month. Um, but yeah, that's what we're focused in on when we're prospecting. Brian, thoughts? I think that's amazing. You know, it, it's here's here's what I love about the, this interview, Ken, is the majority of the stuff we talk about, you know, we end up, hey, what's the script for Realtor.com? What's the script for Zillow? And how do I go spend more money? And and I think, you know, and honestly, I spend plenty of money. There's, there's no doubt about that. But I love what you're telling people that say, look, I, I'm, I'm tapped. I don't want to go spend any more money. Great. Spend another resource. And that resource is spending time and building relationships. And Everything that you've told us so far today is about building a relationship. And here's here's the thing, in case anyone hasn't heard this at the beginning, if you maybe you weren't logged on at the beginning, or maybe you just didn't catch it, Ken didn't grow up in Orlando, Florida. He's not a guy who's been like, well, it's my best friend from high school and a guy that I knew here. No, Ken said... I'm good enough and I'm willing to be a little bit uncomfortable and go try and build relationships. And, and if you're like me, and a lot of you guys probably are, the idea of having to go out and talk to people who you don't know sometimes is uncomfortable, which is crazy. We're real estate agents. But hey, you know what? We all have that, that fear and, and discomfort. And let's talk about a little bit more. So if you went and talked to 10 businesses about this idea, how many times did you get told no? Mm. Uh, it's 90% or, you know, it's not 90%. I would say that the good majority of them say that sounds like a great idea. I'll write, I'll reach out to you if I need anything. And then it's nothing. Right. And sure. so for us, then it's like looking at, like, I got a really good example. Uh, I'm getting ready to sign the contracts. I can't mention who it is, but it's a huge company here in Orlando. You can probably get. And so, uh, nine months ago, I had an opportunity to work with somebody who happened to work at their firm. I called the, I just went to the top of HR. I said, Hey, uh, I'm a real estate agent here. I think we could crush it for you guys, make a really good transition for your people that you're trying to relocate here. And they turned me down just flat. No. Okay. That's, I appreciate that. Um, if, if it ever changes, I'd love to be your number two. If you need a backup, let me know. A month later, I sent them a handwritten note. The next month I sent them an email. The next month I, I friend required, I connected with them on LinkedIn. I'm just consistently dripping on them. And it's in my file to follow up with this person. Well, then now nine months later, she finally reaches back out and says, Hey, you've been really like very just professional. And like, I actually do want to give you a shot. Can I send out my associates or interview you? And so we went through this whole process and it's been a, a long time coming, but it took me nine months to get in with this company but it could be millions of dollars in commissions over the next 10 years. And so um, for me, I, I go, I love whale hunting. And for me, that's, that's, that's what I, I really enjoy. So, uh, but whether it's that, or, you know, it's an attorney that just turns you down over and over again. Uh, it's about the follow-up like, like anything. And, and that's, and again, that's exactly what I hear. As you talk about this, it sounds like um, a seller that I called last January and then I called them in February and then I sent them a handwritten note and I dropped off a CMA and yep. I did this. It's no different. So, you know, for all the people out there who are like, well, I don't know how to do this real estate thing. It's so different. It's so hard. It's not. It's tenacity. And, and that's what I, another thing I'm hearing about, Ken, he's just tenacious. If someone tells him no, no is an acceptable answer, but it doesn't mean, you know, it means what I believe no means. No means ask a different way yeah. or present a different possibility. It's just no today. It doesn't mean it's no tomorrow, next week, next month. And, you know, we are, 
as re- real estate agents, and it's funny, I was telling somebody that I was just as bad as everybody else. So, you know, if you spot it, you got it. It's great. Anyone can go and, you know, answer the Zillow lead or the realtor.com lead says, I want to go look at this house this afternoon. Uh, you know, my 17 year old who's not licensed could probably handle that lead. The person who makes money in this business is a person who says, I'm going to set up a system that you, you follow up and you go over and over and over again. You know, why is your conversion rate 2%? Because you only take the low hanging fruit. You miss the, the, the cream, which is that 5% that you have to follow up with and, and, you know, and, and build a system around. And, and I really, really love the idea that, Hey, you know, we're going to, we're not planning on being out of business in nine months. So maybe I'll farm this guy for nine months and nine months from now, he'll give me a deal. And, and that's the other thing. If you plan on being out of the business in six months, don't long-term follow up. Otherwise you need to do business in six months, 12 months, 18 months, like you, 10 years. Um, you know, I don't know how long I'm going to be in the business, but I'll be here next week. I know that. So um, that, that's, that's great. And I, I don't think it's, and I don't think it's either or. I think it's and, right? It's yes, like absolutely. you've got the now business, oh, and you have to be doing the follow up. And so whether it's expireds, I mean, I'm old school. When I when I first got in the business, I was expireds. That was me. And so I had my tickler file on who's going to list today and who's going to list six months from now, and we're just going to continue to follow up. It's it's the same way. Yeah. So a couple of things that you guys both said in there that matters so much to me. And Brian, to your point, not only am I getting to stuff that's going to convert at a much higher rate, the profitability on the business that you go get, that you don't buy from these other companies, the profitability is through the roof better. It's not even remotely close. And, you know, you talk about these whales. I love the term whale hunting, and, and that's so exactly what we're talking about here, right? So the fact that you're going out and you're looking for not only a, a place where you can get a transaction, but you're looking to develop relationships where you can have one relationship that results in many, many, many transactions now and in the future, that's the kind of business you want to be working for. And REO is a good example of this, right? So yeah. when I was in REO, you know, I went to Denver. So one of the companies that was in Denver at the time that handled a lot of REO was First American. And I went to Denver, no joke, nine months in a row. Nine months in a row, I got on a plane from Seattle, flew to Denver to go. And I did this all over the country, right? So I went to Denver, Dallas. Uh, you know, I went all over the country uh, to all the places where these asset management companies were. And I literally door knocked a lot of these companies. And in particular, First American, I knocked on that door eight times before they even gave me the time day. Every single time they're like, we've told you before, we don't take walk-ins. I said, I know, I know. I just, I, the, the reason I flew out here from Seattle was because it's so important for me to get to know you because I know that I can help you in ways that you're not being taken care of right now. And I kept coming back, kept coming back, kept coming back. The eighth time, they're like, you're not going to quit until you get an appointment with, with, with our gal that does our assigning, are you? Or, you know, that could put you in our system. I said, yeah, probably not. <laughs> and so, and then guess what? The ninth time I went out, I got the appointment. I got on their list. And within four months, I was not only in their system receiving assets, but I was speaking at their national convention. And dude, let me tell you something. You want to talk about building relationships with agents all over the country that now can refer you. And particularly in that business, because all those agents can not only refer me business, but they can refer me more institutional business. That's right. They're all in that world. Oh my gosh, what a mind blow. But, but Michael, it's so much easier to go buy Zillow. <laughs> Yeah. Why would I, why in the world would I go get all this massive business when I could go support a company that clearly wants real estate agents out of the business? Yeah. Or based on salary. (laughs) Right on. on, Yep. Uh, All right. So, and by the way, Sandy Stites asked a great question. What if you come from a smaller town other like, 
you know, that's smaller than Orlando, would you be putting the small city name next to the box or would you uh, link it to a bigger city? I personally, I'm, I'm, I tell people, everybody associates me with Seattle. Reality is I live 40 minutes from Seattle. I'm 40 minutes south of Seattle. But nobody knows where Bonnie Lake, Washington is. That's not going to resonate with anybody. But everybody knows where Seattle is. So I'm all about make sure you tag your name with that bigger town for, for two reasons. One, if they've got Seattle business, which there's more of, I'm more likely to get referred. And if they think of Seattle, they're going to think of me. But nobody's ever going to think of Bonnie Lake. That's right. Yeah, I feel the same way. So we, we live right outside of Orlando proper, uh, but everybody knows Orlando. So that's the way we brand ourselves with everything. So, <laughs> wow. I love it. All right, good. So what's next? So we're going after institutional business. Uh, what are some things, other ways that you've gone after this institutional business? Um, man, that's, that's pretty much it. It's, it's just really going old school. And so, I, you know, even though I'm a technically a millennial, I guess I heard the other day, uh, I just, for me, the old school stuff works really well. Getting on a plane and going to visit somebody, a handwritten note, like this one lady that is, is the big institutional gal. She literally was like, do you, <clears throat> do you know why you're, I'm calling you right now? I was like, no, what, like, what, which part of the follow-up process did you like the best? And, uh, she's like that handwritten note. She's like, I haven't got a handwritten note in years. Right. And so it's like craziest little stuff like that, that has a huge impact. And so um, for us, that's, that's been it. And just being systematic with it. I think a lot of people are sporadic, you know, they'll call one attorney and they'll get a no. And so they have no follow-up process. And so for me, if you can systematize the follow-up process, I think that uh, with whatever you do, you're going to have a lot more success. So I tell you, one, one, an example of that is uh, one of my favorite people on the planet, and I know it's one of Brian's very good friends as well, is Jesse Zagorski. And uh, so we were going after, there was a company called Green River. Uh, they, they're an asset management company. They, they handled, they were the biggest asset management in the country in the time, at the time. So they had a lot of love to give on REO. And uh, we wanted in with this company. So I was already in with them. Jesse had not gotten in yet. I kind of made the introduction for him, right? Like, so we, we went out, we met with the folks there and Jesse took it to the next level. So what Jesse did was, cause he found, you know, this gal that, uh, that was working the assignments and all that, her name was Beckett. And she was underwater. I mean, this gal was just overwhelmed and he, you know, we could just tell, you could see it in her eyes. You could see it in her face. She was, she had work just piled up and more work than one person could ever do. And so Jesse's like, oh, I got this one. Because, you know, you can't send gifts to some of these companies, yeah. right? Some of these institutions, you got to be very careful about how you deal with their people. No, no. Yep. Yeah, they're, they're very concerned about bribes and all that kind of stuff. And the, and the companies want to make sure that everything's above board. We're the same way. Like, if you start trying to bribe our coaches, like you're going to try and give them money to promote your company, dude, if the coach takes it, you and the coach are gone, right? And that <laughs> company will get blackballed and that coach will be gone. And, and big corporations, this is how they operate. Yep. Jesse realized this and he thought, well, what can I do for this gal besides just a text message or besides that, you know, it's something, you know, but something that would be appropriate and acceptable to her company. And so what he did is we got on Amazon and he bought one of those, you know, those oxygen masks that drops down from the ceiling in the airplane when, yeah. the, when the pressure goes out. Yeah. He buys one of these things and he sends it to Becca and, it's, and he sends it with a note that essentially says, Hey, next time you feel like you need to come up for air, just grab onto this or give me a call. And dude, awesome. let me tell you, they became best friends. It was, oh they, they lit him up. Like yeah. he was the guy at that point. And, uh, and frankly, he was the guy before that, but now she knew he was the guy. Sure. Yeah. 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 I think for, for me, so, um, so like him or love him, I, 
I, I kind of got a lot of this idea from Frederick Eklund, believe it or not, from Million Dollar Listing, right? The guy's crazy. I heard him speak one time at another event. He just happened to be one of the speakers. And he goes, very early on, I realized, do I want to create a system that I go get one listing or I can get in front of a developer and get a hundred. And so his whole business was kind of around that. And so he created these antics to sort of get in front of those people. But to me that, yeah, providing value, sticking out a little bit ahead of the time. And I think a lot of agents, they think provide value. Like they think, I mean, provide a market value. That's not what we're talking about. Uh, they can go online and get that if they really want to, or just hire some agent and, and get, that's not what they're looking for is, yeah, get in their life. If you know they're overwhelmed, send them an oxygen mask, right? What during the conversation can you tease out a little bit that you can sort of stand out from the crowd and, and stay in front of them? And that's kind of what we're trying to do. Yeah, that's huge. Brian, anything to add to that? I, I just say yes. I mean, um, just wondering, you know, it's just, uh, it, it's really amazing to me that what you're saying even seems revelationary. Um, but, but it is, I mean, we're talking about this, but you know, one of my big pushes in 2018 is to become more old school. And I appreciate you said, I'm a millennial. I'm not even old school, but you know, I was talking to some agents even yesterday at our meeting. And, uh, I said, here, here's the reality today, the way we do business, your average agent on our team gets somewhere between 40 and 60 leads a month. And I said, you know, the reality of that is my first five years in real estate, I don't know if I got 40 to 60 leads a year. If I got three to four <laughs> leads a month, I was like, these are great. Yeah. So, and, and I feel like we've gone from anybody who we talk to is a lead and a potential client and we're going to nurture these people and we treat them better than we treat our family to Oh, you're not buying today. Great. Gone, gone. And, and I feel like maybe we need to meet someplace in the middle because, you know, I can't call 50 leads a month, you know, call 50, get into 50 new leads a month and treat them all like my best friend. I don't have that kind of time. Nobody right. does, but I can get through those. And once somebody even remotely raises their hand and says, you know, I'm interested in talking to you, build that relationship. And, you know, if there's nothing else that I'm going to take away from this call is the reinforcement of, relationships are what matter in 2018 because we've stopped having them and uh, you know it really is and i've got a friend uh jason abrams i don't know if you know where he is and uh he mentioned i heard him speak one day and he said the way that we're going to beat technology is to become more human and i thought that was like that just like blew my mind a bit uh and so that's that's become our mantra is like how do you you know you have all these leads how can you just instead of just a turn and burn do you want to see a house? Where are you at? You know, if you can become a little bit more human, you're going to win. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, again, they don't, they don't need another computer. They don't need another automated email. They don't need another automated text message. They don't need another voicemail drop all the really cool things that we get super excited about in real estate. You know, here's the reality. People understand them. You know, I talk about video text all the time because I can't seem to convince anybody that they're worth a darn. So I just keep talking about it. Eventually someone will buy in. But the reality is if I send you a text message, that's as far as anyone knows, that's an automated thing that just puked out of my computer. But if I send you a video text with my face and I go, hey, Kenneth, Brian, I just saw that you made an inquiry about a property over on 123 Main Street. Love to chat with you. They know I'm a human being. They can see me. They can see my expression. Might hurt me in some cases, but nonetheless, I'm a real person versus a text message or a voicemail or even a phone call. You know, yep. why... Why are we so afraid to get personal in 2018? And, you know, your generation is kind of known for that. Don't call me, text me, you know, and, and again, I, I, I don't like to generalize. It's fun just because you mentioned you're millennial, I'll pick on you. But ultimately, at the end of the day, 
we can't sell anything with technology. We have to have a, a conversation. We have to build a relationship. We have to build rapport. I mean, you know, I'm a big NLP guy. I can't do NLP in a text. Uh, there's just no way. So. so one of the things, there's a fatal flaw here that we haven't talked about. And I'm very concerned about this because the stuff we're talking about, it works, right? It's big stuff. It really does work. And it's the path to massive production long-term, right? If you really want to grow big. Here's the thing that I worry that we're losing all this that I want to make sure everybody hears loud and clear. As each of us has done this, as each of us have done these bigger uh, picture things that got after these institutional whales of clients, if you will, as we have done this, we did not forget, as Brian Curtis puts it, we did not forget to sell real estate. So as I was out traveling all over the country, visiting all these countries, guess what? I already had a team in place that was killing it in my absence, right? That was absolutely crushing it in my absence. And, and so I had that work for me. If you don't have that working for you, like Ken, when you went into that new market, or Brian, as you've gone after institutional clients, what you, what you guys, I'm, I'm assuming, have done is you also maintained those daily habits that kept transactions coming in so that you could freaking pay the bills in the meantime while you're waiting for these big paychecks. I, I, it kills me. I've got this client or, or had this client, not a client anymore, and I'll, for obvious reasons would not listen to me and was going after this massive freaking business and ignored the rest of her business, literally let her, the rest of her business go by the wayside because, Oh, I'm putting these big, huge deals together. I'm going to be selling these huge things. I'm going to make all this money. I'm like, are you freaking kidding? That's great. But you have to keep selling real estate to pay the bills. hundred percent. Yeah. So, you know, while we're doing all these other things uh, to me, I like free. So we do a lot of free stuff like open houses and prospect thing and phone, you know, old school stuff. Right. Uh, so for me, we're doing all of that stuff, servicing the clients. Uh, I do have three agents on my team as well. And so, you know, when I'm not selling real estate and I'm going to build these businesses out, they're still out there hustling and pulling in deals. So, um, yeah, I totally agree. Which is reason number 3000, why it's so important to bring, to be building a team, right? It just, it kills me. All these people that say, Oh, I'm just going to do business with you know, I've got a builder and, and this builder's, you know, I'm, I, I do a lot of business with the builder. I don't need to do anything else. Yeah. And then the builder oh. goes under and then what? What's that? Then the builder goes under and, and then what? That's exactly right. And I would, I would argue that if you have more, if, if it's more than 25% of your business coming from any one source, I don't care what the source is. If more than 25% of your business is coming from any one source, you have a major problem. Mm. It, it is not good. I don't care how much business they're bringing you. It's a problem. And, be, and I'll tell you what. Whenever more than 25% of your business is coming from just one single source, guess what? You now are no longer in the B quadrant, right? We talk about cash flow quadrant. You're no longer a business owner or even self-employed. You're now an employee. You work for them because the second they go away, your lifestyle changes. That's and that, that's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, I know they're working for it, but it's probably not appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, but it's yeah. true, right? I mean, I remember being in Detroit and all these agents were huge on relocation, right? They were like tied into these relocation companies where they're paying them 40% and crazy stuff like that. And uh, then the automotive companies go down and those people have oh. zero business, right? They're literally they're back to doing whatever they were doing before real estate, so... Right. Yeah. And, it, you know, in my market is interesting. I looked it up this morning. Um, I was a big REO agent at one point in time. 
And here's the reality. If I had every REO listing in my market, every single one, and, and when I say market, I, even in my MLS, so even states I'm not even licensed in, Oklahoma and, and Missouri, and so if I had every single one of them, I would have 27 listings right now. That's insane. So, you know, I check this all the time because eventually, you know, I keep hearing about shift and I understand the market's shifting a little bit, but if you're an REO agent and I mean, I've got friends who are REO agents who were absolutely killing it. And then they're basically out of the business now. They just kind of puddle around. And when REO comes back around, guess what? I'll be a big REO agent again, but <laughs> if it doesn't, then I'm going to be a big traditional agent. So, you know, you've got to look at the, almost that multiple streams of income. And here's the thing, you got to pay attention to it all the time because, you know, for me, when I look at the, you know, and Michael knows this, he was a huge REO guy. When you look at REO, if you want to go and get all of that, it's a system you have to set up. I could go get, you know, 15 listings right now, but I can't afford that. Like I can't afford all the bills that are going to come with it and the extra staff person and the, and the guy to go out and do weekly inspections. I can't afford that for 15 listings a year. I can afford it for a hundred listings a year. So, but the thing is, if you wait too long, if you miss that opportunity, then you do it. So it's that same institutional thing. And it's in case anyone didn't hear this, what I heard Ken say today is, by the way, you got to lead generate. And, mm -hmm. and here's the beauty of what I heard him say that, that people may not have caught too, is that doesn't mean I have to go call some sellers. It doesn't mean I have to go call buyers. It doesn't mean I have to call my sphere. He gave you a way today. And again, it's not tomorrow business, but to go and call institutional. And for those of you who have trouble like talking to sellers or get pissed off with the sellers because they're, they're whiny and they complain and do this, don't call institutional people because here's the thing, they are business people and they will treat you like a business person. When you follow up with them, like his story of the person he did for nine months, they'll follow up with you over and, and you follow up and they're like, look, I don't know that I need another real estate agent, but I might as well give Ken a try because if nothing else, he's persistent. And, you know, those are things that really matter. It may not matter with the seller because if the seller's sister is a real estate agent, no matter how persistent you are, you're not getting that person. However, if company X, you got to remember that they get paid on your success. So, and I think people miss that, you know, I can be an REO agent. Yeah, great. Just remember the asset manager gets paid on your success. So treat people in a way at highly professional and they will love you in the institutional world. That's right. And that's the thing. And you nailed it right there, right? It's, it's treat them in a professional manner. A lot of people think, oh, no, I got to take my and take them drinking and blah, blah, blah to get that kind of business. And, you know, here's the reality. I don't even freaking drink, right? And, and I'm not judging those that do. If you drink, great, go for it. That's not my point. My point is you don't have to do that stuff to get that business. You're also not going to get that business by doing some BPOs. That's just not going to freaking happen. So get that out of here. It doesn't work. <laughs> There's a pathway to getting these people. We'll teach you that pathway. That's part of what we're doing. Like we're ramping up for it right now. The REO market's coming back. Now, is it going to come back like it did in 2007, 8, 9, and 10? No, probably not. It, 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 there, there's a, the, the overwhelming odds are that that's not going to happen again in our lifetime, or at least not in the next 20 years, we'll say. Uh, well, they're they're passing that? some new laws, so it could happen about five years from now. <laughs> we're we're yes! reliving our past, right? <laughs> Making Mario great again. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> That's the thing. I think that, you know, when you, when you wrap your mind around that though, like, right, you guys are joking like with REO market that, you know, if you do pay attention to the market at the moment, you're paying it, you're, you're actually being diligent in that there's a lot of money to be made regardless of what market we're in. Yep. Right. And so I think that, you know, people are like, are you afraid of open door? Are you afraid about this? Are you afraid about that with regulation changes? I'm not, 
I'm not, I'm building really deep relationships. I'm really good at what I do and we hustle every single day. And so, no, I'm not, I'm not worried. And uh, so for us, that's how I'm sleeping at night. <laughs> I actually was speaking to my uncle, who's a, who's a big, he was a big broker. He owned 85 offices of, of, a, of his own independent company. And so, and he's been in the business since I remember being 10 years old and being at his house and him going to show a house. I mean, he, did, he had, probably hasn't done that 30 years, but nonetheless, he's been in the business for that long, you know, and he saw all those companies come and go. And he said, look, here's the reality of it is I've seen them come. I've seen them go in the market. Like we've had for the last three years, you don't have to have any skill. You just have to be able to open a door and pound a sign. And I hate, and, and I'm not trying to be a jerk to all, all the people who have been successful. I'm just saying it's a different market when I pound a sign in the yard and I've got four people call me that afternoon. That is not a realistic thing that's going to happen over the next couple of years. And we already see that happening. But he said, here's the thing. When it's those markets, those help you sell. You guys remember help you sell? You know, they were everywhere, you know, in every market. And so, but the reality is, when the market, when the margins aren't as good, when you have to be tight with your business, those models don't work. There's not enough money coming in to sustain it. It's a, it's a volume business. So when the volume drops, believe it or not, it's an opportunity for agents who are willing to do, you know, good quality work to be more successful. Yeah, you know, here's the thing, you guys. Right now is the time to be preparing for this, right? The, sh- the, the shift is coming. We all know that, and some, some would argue it's here now. Uh, some markets, it is here now. And we're positioning ourselves right now to put our clients, our coaching clients, in a position to take advantage of the REO that's coming, the short sales that are coming, and all this other institutional business that's been here all along. Yeah. And the key is, instead of having to get to that business through a relocation company or instead of having to buy that business in some way, develop the skill set to go get that business on your own and you will never be reliant on these other people for that type of business. And you will now have a sustainable business long-term that produces results far above and beyond what anybody else is producing out there. Um, And so, and by the way, if you'd like to learn more about how to do some of this, if you haven't done so already, take the time to do a strategy session with one of our coaches, someone who is produced at a way higher level than you have. It's free. We don't charge you for this. You can do it one time a year. We all know you can't just have unlimited strategy sessions, right? We'll only do this. That's called coaching. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's exactly right. And, and that's what a strategy session is, right? It's a coaching call. We're not, it's not a sales pitch. It's literally a coaching call with one of our agents where you sit down with them on the phone and they will look at your business. They'll figure out where the holes are, how you need to plug them, where you want to go, what you're doing now that's working, what's not working. And they'll develop a roadmap for you for the next 12 months on how to get there. These are smart people, you guys. These are the best of the best in this industry. And they'll take 55 minutes of their time to help you dial this in. So if you would like to do that, go to clubwealth.com forward slash strategy session. Register for a free strategy session. And then freaking sit in front of your computer when you're on it. Have a pad and paper. Take freaking notes and actually implement the stuff. And guess what? You'll be light years ahead of where you are today. Now, if you want to find out more about coaching, you're going to have to ask them at that point because they're not going to just tell you. So, you know, because we don't want it to turn into a sales pitch, right? We want to make sure people understand when they do a strategy session with us, they're getting freaking value, right? It's not, it's not some, let me get you to sign up for coaching thing. Um, but uh, anyway, bottom line is reach out to us. We'd love to help you. Uh, and I will just a couple of quick last comments, and then I'm going to let you guys wrap up with your final thoughts of the day. Um, I see Sandy is uh, saying, Brian and Michael, you guys kick our butts and just get us started working on REOs. We will, Sandy. It's coming. Careful what you ask for. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> REO is not as much fun as you think it is. <laughs> no. Fun, no. Profit, yes. Absolutely. 
I'll tell you what the, where the real profit is in REO, and people talk about, oh, but she takes such a discount on your commission. And I, the buyers. That's, that's, say it again, Brian. It's the buyers. All they like. Everybody. Gail Zintek just wrote and typed in that she wrote it on an REO today. Dude, you guys, that's where the money's at. REO are buyer magnets. If you want to get away from having to pay people for buyer leads, look, at the peak of my career, I never paid for buyer leads. In fact, I don't think I ever, uh, in the last 15 years, I don't think I ever paid for buyer leads uh, because I had so many sign calls coming in and so many other calls, ad calls, everything from my REO uh, because everybody thinks they're going to get a great deal because they're buying an REO. So the perception is those are the best deals out there. It doesn't matter if it's true or not, but the perception is that's the case. And so because that's the perception, you get more calls on REO than you ever will on traditional listings. And they're great calls because these are people that want to buy. Um, and so, yes, Sandy, you're absolutely right. It's just one more piece of the puzzle. It's not, it's not the only answer. It's not the magic pill. It's one more piece of a big puzzle called an actual business, right? <laughs> it's, that's the difference between, oh, I sell real estate or I own a business. Real estate's the widget, but I own a business, right? All right. So uh, final thoughts. We'll start with Ken, then Brian, and then me. Go ahead, uh, Ken. What's your, what are your final thoughts or things you want to share with us that we've part out? Uh, so any of this is just, you know, creating a system. And so, you know, whether it's getting, it's getting in coaching, it's creating a roadmap for, you know, once you people put these people in your database, what you're going to do with them afterwards, it is long-term follow-up, whether it's these institutional businesses or just, hey, your friend at the club, you know, putting them in your database. So for me, the reason why we've been successful and growing every single year is putting them into this, uh, into the system. So I think on the downloads that you guys put together, you have my database program. Uh, I've got a 42 touch system where actually taking that up to probably 50 or 60 touches soon. Uh, but yeah, be systematic about it and you'll crush it. Awesome. Uh, so what I heard today, and you know, again, sometimes you hear what you want to hear, but uh, I think Ken said this and I'm just going to reiterate it and relationship, relationship, relationship. And I, I don't, it doesn't matter what the relationship is. Find a way, you know, use Ken's model, go do institutional things, you know, do, do client events, whatever it is, continue to build relationships because it's the thing that's going to continue to bring us value as we move forward. In, in case you guys don't know, they're trying to get rid of us. So uh, <laughs> don't make it easier. Bring value to your clients, bring value to just, you know, the, the group as a whole. And when you do that, great things will happen. So Ken, really appreciated it. I love uh, what you're offering today. It's so nice to hear someone building a business that uh, doesn't have to spend 50 grand a month to make it go. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. And, and I echo that. Thank you very much for being on with us today, Ken. And I got to tell you, so my, my big, big takeaway today, there's two. One, you need to be able to balance business. You need a lot of different lead sources. If you want to make a seven-figure income and you want to keep making that for many, many years to come, you need to have about 25 lead sources. And that number keeps going up all the time. But diverse lead sources from one-offs, from institutional, all this stuff, you need to have that. Second of all, it's that it's in my best interest. It's in your best interest. It's in all of our best interest to help each other. Because guess what? By helping each other, we can fend off these companies that are trying to get the real estate agents out of the business. By helping each other, by really developing relationships with each other and developing that web of net or that network of agents around the country that really go the extra mile to help each other learn and grow and to help each other get into these places directly rather than having to go through some third party, that is massive when it comes to not only saving our business, or our industry, but to making sure that you are a major player in it for years to come and profiting from it. So guys, 
Thank you so much. Been a great episode. For those of you that aren't already, get on clubwealth.com forward slash TV and you can uh, subscribe to our podcast when you can see all of our Club Wealth episodes. You can download them. You can listen to them on your iPod or whatever iToy you got or whatever the Android. But just get there. Get the podcast. I promise you, you will love it. It will make a difference in your life. But be listening to stuff because remember, if, when, you have a choice, right? When you're in the car, when you're working out, you got a choice. Are you going to be listening to rap you're gonna listen to what dj jazzy whatever or are you gonna freaking listen to something that's gonna build your life and your business right every minute of the day we choose what goes into our heads it's garbage in garbage out we are deciding what's being programmed into that computer upstairs make a good choice get on the freaking podcast start listening to that have an awesome day everybody thank you brian and ken and remember inside each one of you there's a world-class beast just dying to get out but you got to choose to unleash that beast so go listen to the podcast listen to a couple episodes and help bring that beast down to you have a great day everybody.